The Live Review Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 373 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your house. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Station. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our um, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. The Humphrey Chair! Uh-huh. We have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit. We have no need for comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. My NPC crew gets spikes to sit on, not comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, welcome. <laughs> uh, if you can join us live, we are hanging out in game in several places. Well, um, a device are, are, from what I can see on the Twitch, we're all replays. Yeah, I think Norman's fi- fixing things in post. Um, oh. Chris, Chris, just don't don't draw attention to the behind the camera. We'll be fine. Oh, okay. Um, and Chris is currently hiding behind a table in Lave Station. Uh, I'm uh-huh. in Lave Station, uh-huh. and no one else is here at the moment. Right. Okay. Well, uh, the. We have a we have a Ben running around Lave Station, um, so uh, if you wish to join them, you can join them there. If you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/live. Click on the live chat, or you can go straight to twitch.tv/laveradio. Hello to everybody who's already there, and also YouTube, and also Facebook, if you can be bothered. Right, um, let's just go around. And see how everybody's been for the last week. And I think we'll start with Commander Psychit, because I think you've been you've been you've been flying a spreadsheet. I had like, okay. The I'll tell you for I'll tell you for free, put your money away, that the only spreadsheets that I have made this week have been in relation to Elite Dangerous. 
<laughs> Legitimately. However, I I have I have delved into the world of Eve Online. I, I played on Friday and Monday, and it is a hell of a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Are you just but, wanting to fight Daleks? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's fully the reason why. But <laughs> on the on the on the other on the other hand, the devs have been really really nice and have like sent me some things to make my job easier, which is really really nice. And I didn't ask for it or anything on those lines. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to potentially shooting a, a Dalek ship. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, in uh, el- el- elite wise, um, I've been um, doing a lot of wars and killing stuff. It's been great. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that you, you're carrying on with your murder fest. I mean, it's a lot of fun. What do you want me to say? Oh, borderline psychopathic. It's just uh, like I mean, these wars have to be won, Colin. I'm not going to leave them. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to start advocating for the rights of NPCs. <laughs> 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 uh, that, there's a whole film about that. I think it's called Free Guy, isn't it? Um, we'll pop over to Ben. Ben, what have you been up to this week? So, as I alluded to, I've changed my chair from this thing that was literally falling apart mm-hmm. and sinking down. You know, the, the gas lift on it didn't. The the sitting on it was basically like sitting on some cardboard covered in month-old soggy le- leather or something. I don't know. Um... But, you know, it's it's done its job for a good few years and all through COVID and things like that. And I see. And work basically said, you know, you're, you guys are working from home. We'll give you money towards it. Mm-hmm. So I went off and got myself a Secret Labs uh, Batman chair. Ah. And without sounding crude, my yep. God, it's big. And my yep. God, it's hard. Uh, Second innuendo of the night. It's. I, mean, I think one of the reviews I was I read was like, you know, you spend this kind of money on a chair, and you mm-hmm. expect to be sitting on a cloud. And this yes. guy was like, you know, I sat on this thing, and I'm not sitting on a cloud, but my God, my back thanks me for it, because. You know, according to this reviewer, and I agree with him, you know, I used to stand up f- from my chair and my legs and my back used to be agony. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can now stand up after doing a day's work and I don't feel broken. So supportive is what you would say. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. that's what you want. You want you want to be held in the right, <laughs> right ways as, as you shoot things. I want to be held in the right way as I shoot things or, yes. or do some coding and things like that. Yes. Um, so that that's been one very very good thing, and my God, uh, full full kudos to Secret Labs here. Actually, what a enjoyable build process! I mean, I broke my back lifting the thirty seven kilograms up the stairs, and the <laughs> delivery 37. guys. Yep, 
I can just see Ben doing a friends and going, pivot, pivot. <laughs> I would, but I was all by myself. You'd do it anyway. But yeah, I, so, well, I've got to go up a, there's a corner on my stairs to get upstairs, so I have to pivot. Um, and the box is humongous, but then, yeah, I've, I've built a couple of chairs in, in my life, and they have just been a complete ball ache every single time. Um, and this one, it was literally a case of, you know, slide the, the, the back into the bottom, screw it in, do the do the bases wheels, put the base on, put the base on, put the base on, and then you're done. Mm. And it's just so much easier than any other chair I've ever had to put together. It's ridiculous. I could just, um, I can see an Edelweiss on, on the stream at the moment. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm... Through the eyes of the Chris Mark IV. Yes. <laughs> um, this, this live stream was brought to you by Ben's office chair. My, it was. My subscribe. Well, if only they would have given it to me for free. Uh, but no, I had to pay them hard money for it. In fact, hopefully Down to Earth Astronomy should get a kickback for it because I used his link. Ah, well, there you uh, go then. So um, so that's been, you know, nice, exciting thing. One, um, gaming-wise, I've been doing the CG in Elite and we'll probably cover that a little bit later on, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um I killed the Ender Dragon while playing with the loose screws. Actually, I killed the Ender Dragon twice, playing with the loose screws guys uh, in Minecraft. And just today, I discovered a game called what's it called again? Uh, Space Dockers VR. Yeah. Uh, Any related in relation to um, our Dockers? Amazingly enough, no. Phew, and right. and yet, you watch the video, which we will mm -hmm. have at the end of the towards the end of the show, mm -hmm. and they could be kissing cousins. Oh God! Uh, and I'll leave it. I'll leave it there till any other business. I think. Okay. Yes, I, I think we will. We will leave it till there. I have now got a horrible sense of dread. Um. Right. That leaves Commander Shan. What you've been up uh, to this week? Uh, quick question for Ben: Are you still with COVID? I, I am still positive. Yes. Okay. Well, as many of you, well, one of you probably remembers, last week, uh, Eldest Minishan tested positive for COVID last Monday. Um, so we locked him in his room, or he locked himself in his room with a window <laughs> open, uh, banished him to a single bathroom, and he, other than having a um, uh, sniffles. Uh, he's recovered from it. He's got uh, two positive, two negative tests in a row. Uh, none of us have caught it, uh, or if he did catch it, we our immune systems killed it. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really, because he lost his sense of taste and smell before he tested um, two negatives, and he's now recovered. But we really wanted to experiment on him with uh, with losing his taste and smell because we had a blind taste test all lined up with stuff like marmite baked beans chili powder garlic you name it we could have given it to him to see what it tasted like but he spoiled the fun by his taste set but coming back so uh that's a bit of a shame but anyway we're over it we all escaped and 
and uh, yeah, or not. I've, so. I've, to the best of my knowledge, I've not shared the love, um, and you know, and I feel fine. Yeah, I'm getting a bit tired, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah, you know, I haven't yeah, taken so a day yeah, I felt a bit sorry for him being stuck in his room, but then all he does is play games and watch YouTube videos in his room anyway, so there's no there was no real thing to it. So yeah, so that was that was last week's fun and kind of everything else really kind of paled into um thing like oh, um that's right, the uh the, the cat. Uh cat update. Um it's it's learned the route which I play with him. Because I play, I play with a cat in the lounge, and I sort of do a figure eight over sofas and around, and it's kind of learned to anticipate where the toy is going to be in the figure eight. So I tried mixing it up, and he learned that route. So um, I'm probably going to have to go to Pets R Us and buy some mice and let them loose in the lounge to keep it amused now, because I'm out of ideas. Well, um, we are talking pretend mice. No, we? no. Oh, okay. Yes, fair enough. Well, that's that's what they do. So in game, haven't done much at all in game, really, because I've been it's just been life getting in the way and uh, having to ship, uh, having to um, cook food, and basically sort of like deposit. Son would deposit his stuff in a in a polythene bag, and we'd take it downstairs and having to, yeah. So it was yeah. Wasn't enjoyable. It's just a chore, really. Uh, but mm. we do feel we do feel very fortunate and quite blessed to have got away with this round of COVID with just a bunch of sniffles, and that's it, really. So we do um, think. Uh, Carl, yes, yeah, we we know some cats go crazy over catnip. Um, ours seems to be immune to catnip or too young for it to have an effect on it. So try making cat t- try making tea. Try stewing the leaves. What, catnip tea? Yeah, just stew the leaves and see how they react to that. Okay. Can you get, can you get tea bags? Right. Or... Well, no, just stew the leaves and... <laughs> Shan, you're trying to tell me that you do not have a loose-leaf tea-making facility. I don't drink tea. Oh, my gosh. Well, sorry, I, I, tell you, I do drink tea, but the only time I drink tea is when I have rich tea biscuits with it. <laughs> at, least you don't drink, at least you're not drinking uh, hot water. I mean, Mr. Shan likes all sorts of weird tea, like I don't know dandelion burdock and all sorts. Uh, of dandelion weird and tea. burdock tea is nice. I like. Oh, uh, I, I've always liked just plain chamomile or chamomile and honey. Yeah, perhaps they should put all these different varieties of tea in the game as new commodities. <laughs> yeah, but your commander can't drink them, so you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. After the last time they put. One extra commodity in, wasn't it the the the, the tritium? It broke everything else. So <laughs> maybe that might not be a good idea. Yes. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's have a look at what I've been up to. I have had a very elite light week this week. Um, I've managed to keep on top of my power play commitments by basically keeping the. Uh, the Emperor's power play power happy. Um, unfortunately, there's still no sign of the Emperor as she still seems to be hidden away. Um, but apart from that, unfortunately, my my pro- problem was that um, EA had the legendary edition of Mass Effect on um, 
half price sale uh, over the over Christmas, and I thought, oh, I'll just give it a quick go, see what the graphical updates are. I know on game two, after one week, so yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what um, are the game one mechanic differences like? Oh no, they're exactly the same as how they were before. Okay. Yeah. The, game, the first game I thought, yeah, that's the very definitely the oldest mechanics wise. Yes. And I thought they said they'd change some of that. No, all they've done is updated the graphics engine and okay. made sure that the uh, your commander is the same through all three looks the same through all three games. Because right. in the older version, your your first your first commander looked a bit well, let's just say nineties. <laughs> I've got a I got a, I got a point to raise quickly with Psykit. Look how much catnip tea is. It's 118 quid per kilo. Oh, so. Just buy the catnip and stew it. Don't bother but buying. You don't have Jesus to go. Don't buy the tea. You don't have to go down to Waitrose just to get catnip tea for your cat. Well, it's natural. <laughs> How much is it for just like a, a bag of leaves? Well, it's it's three quid for twenty five grams, which is a tea so, bag. So put put some of that into into a pot and then strain it out, Ew. and see if they'll drink it. See if they like it. I saw I saw someone else's cat go wild for it when it was stewed, not when it was um like just like the raw form of catnip. Well, extra strong valerian catnip is £198 per kilogram. Well, um, and well, you can tell this is a British podcast because we're all talking about tea. So stuff that I'll feed the cat coffee. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe you could plant the catnip, grow the catnip, and then see if it likes it in its, Hello. Pure, its form. I mean, Shan, have you tried a laser pointer with your cat, by the way? Uh, yes, but it, 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 yeah, it damages them. It, it's, um, it, it makes them defective. Ironically, at the moment, the only agricultural product that you can pick up from Lave Station at the moment is tea. So I think we're still allowed to talk in depth about tea <laughs> in this manner. <laughs> no, no, laser pointers are bad for cats. It, 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 it breaks them. How? <laughs> Well, because they, they run around after red dot that they can never catch. Yeah. So it sends them crazy because our 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 ex dog, the one who got put down, um, we when we were young when we were young we when he was a puppy we he used to really go for shadows and we like make shadow dogs and stuff like that. And just, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he would chase shadows. He would just even when he was like nearly you know. A few months ago, he would he would stand at the window looking at the shadows and just standing mesmerised at the shadows. Okay. So yeah, laser pointers are okay, okay to get the cat going, but you shouldn't use them too much because it, it makes them it breaks them. Oh, this is the the tea and cat leave radio tonight. Um, well, we're going to actually talk about the game now. Um, <laughs> we, have to. we yes, I'm afraid <laughs> we have to. You know, we're on these what. <laughs> We're only 10 minutes I, I, I have a question for you, Colin. Oh, God. Go on. Uh, wet underpants? And development yeah. news. What have the devs said this week? <laughs> yeah, I really, really regret even introducing you lot to 
effectively my best the guy who was my best man at my wedding so there's this yeah mm. was it anyway underpants was it just my underpants <laughs> i am not it's saying anymore for anyone else i, I feel i don't want to go there i feel really grateful for not knowing anymore trust me these yeah. two will be very grateful if that they never knew if they ever did find out and I oh, know that. No, we're not. We won't. We won't. It'll <laughs> we keep have us for months. Evidence. And right. The development news of what's been happening this week. Um, well, on the 6th of January, Sally made a uh, return to the forums uh, with the announcement that there's going to be a console hotfix, uh, and which there was a slight catch up about um, what they've got planned, you know, their known issues and things like that. Uh, and that came out today on the 11th. Um, so there is a hot fix for both PC and console owners, mostly for Horizons. Well, actually, it's just Horizons, isn't it? And the one yeah, thing it that it, it does fix is the problem that people had with the fire groups. Um, I think that was fixed in a previous Odyssey patch, but of course they didn't patch it for Horizons. Correct. So, pardon, Ben? Correct. Correct. All oh, right. Good. Glad. Glad to know that I'm right about it. Something. Get a reason you only, why. You only thought about it. You weren't sure. So I'm saying I, you're right. Good. Um, so yes. So that came out today. Uh, so people on consoles are are happy about that. They're not happy about much else, but they're happy about that. Uh, and um, that's really been it. Um, we haven't had any announcements about live streams or anything like that. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait. Normally there's a Tuesday live stream or uh, uh, and they post something on Monday about how things are going to go, but we haven't heard anything from them. So I think they're still waiting for people to come back off holiday, to be honest. Um, Sean? That's what I was about to say is that... I don't know. I don't think it's uh, at San Frontier as it is our place, but lots of people took last week off because it's a four day week. Mm. So things really only started to get going this week. And uh, bearing in mind it was a Tuesday and most of the office would have been back on the Monday. It's a bit quick to give anything in more detail, I think. So give them a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, Psychic. I think a couple of them got a bit of. Um, a bit of Omicron um, illness and were unable to come back. I know Zach was really was pretty ill, and I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of others. Mm. So yeah. um, that that's that might have had a mitigating factor as well. I must admit, though, I was really surprised that they that there hasn't been any sort of post, even just saying, "Oh, by the way, live streams are going to start up again shortly, but they're not happening today." Yeah. Um, the only the only thing I could think to that is, yeah, people are still on holiday, or, well, it's <laughs> elephant in the room. Omicron has has hit us quite hard round here, so um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Shan, well, I was about to say, uh, are they starting to rename COVID variants after Transformers now? Because it's now uh, Omni Omicron, isn't it? No, no, it's the Delta. Yeah, Omicron, isn't it? Was the next one. Uh, I don't know. Are we Delta, running out of Greek letters? Well, well no, because it's officially um, it's it's officially now um, transformer names. But anyway, um, 
yeah, I guess most everyone's going to get exposed to Omicron now, so get yeah. used to it, I suppose. Yeah, bit of bit of a pain. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like that Commander Jack Powers. He's waiting for the Starscream variant. Uh, <laughs> I've got to be careful saying variant because as soon as I say that, I think lucky. Um, right. Uh, in other development news, kind of, uh, kind of a nice little uplift. Um, the only numbers we've got, or the only indication that we've got of uh, player numbers, are the Steam charts, and they have continued to rise. Uh, the average player count is now higher than it was in July last year, so it's it's now back to the levels it was probably before the hype for. Um, uh, before the hype for uh, uh, Odyssey started, um, Chan, um, how much of that do you think is because it was Christmas holiday and people are self-isolating, uh, as opposed to July where lots of people weren't self-isolating and on holiday? I'm just wondering if how much of that is a seasonal thing, and how much oh, you're probably uptick, right there because and how much of the uptick will stick? Do we think? Well, this is the thing because um, there was a, a, a massive update uh, uptake over December, which was good, and we always put that down to the fact that everybody was having having their break. But the uptake has continued, uh, and um, by quite a large amount in the last couple of weeks. So, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm personally hoping that the the numbers stay that high and continue to climb. Not a huge amount, but, you know. I think we need a weekly spot where we have a, a weather, like a weather forecast of where numbers. <laughs> so you want me to do my Ian McCaskill impersonation? Uh, definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Isn't he the one who said that there wasn't going to be a hurricane and then... No, that was, was Michael one. Fish. That was Michael Fish, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, do Ian him McCaskill. instead. <laughs> I can't do I can't do an impression of Michael Fish. Yeah, but no one remembers what my who what Michael Fish sounds like or even Ian McCaskill, so <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter, does it? No, no, not unless you're a fan of Rory Bremner, I suppose. Um right. Moving on from uh, this development news, we have the in game events or of what has been happening this week. Well, um the fifth of January, um Ram Tar uh, uh, Revelations has halted the court martial of uh, Ada Tallinn, Admiral Tanner, um, which uh, it, it's quite unusual. Um, it does look as if perhaps the salvation weapon that's been used to target the Thargoids may have been um, come from that uh, missing spaceship. That could be just speculation. Uh, it could be something that we could look forward to. Um, going on from there, on the 6th of January, Phase 3 of the Colonia Bridge Project started. Uh, now, this is the, the, big Colonia, the big community goal that uh, a lot of people are getting involved with. Um, ben, you've been doing it. How difficult have you found this? I got involved very early on in the Thursday... Last Thursday, from about four, basically, I finished work at four and started doing some of the CG, and I was able to do the, oh, the the the, the expensive thing anyway, and I was making bank with that. Uh, I think I was making like twenty million per trip, and it was only going a couple of jumps. Uh, nice. so that, was that was lovely. 
Um, but by Friday, that had dried up. Um, you know, that had all just vanished uh, within sort of like 50 to 100 light years. Yeah. Um, and then I went back, and then I sort of was doing other things over the weekend, and then uh, I went back into it last night, I think it was. Um, and I found out that I couldn't even get the computer or computer components. Um, I couldn't fill a, I couldn't get 700 computer components anyway. Um, so even they've gone now, uh, which is, you know, I guess that's a sign of a good CG in some respects. Yeah. According- I, oh, I, yeah, I do have to question how much of that part part of me wants to say that the reason why there's quantities are going down so quickly is because everyone's just filling fleet carriers up very quickly and then taking them back and emptying them very quickly, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. But I Not don't the have any ones. I don't have any empirical data for that. No, I think the even the even the near ones I think people are doing too. Because I was going to, you know, I was going to places, and there were fleet carriers everywhere in the thirty to fifty light year range as well. So my, that's the closest they could get to park. So my um, experience of it was starting pretty much as soon as it went live. Yeah. And watching everything go down in an aura. So not in our on EDDB yeah. so quickly, like even first couple of um, those first couple of hours, anything within 20, 20 odd like gone within that. And that's just pointless. There is no point having a fleet carrier for 20, 20 no, something like years. So um, there were a lot of people and there were people just like popping into chat going, oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And it was like a really good atmosphere as well. Yeah, that's lovely when that happens. That's nice. Yeah. According to Happy Moon Monkey, there are almost 16,000 contributors to this CG as Puranara. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Um, it's amazing at the incentive when you've got a really good FSD drive, isn't it? <laughs> Didn't manage to get me away from Mass Effect, though, which is a bit of a problem. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to be the. played Mass Effect as well. Um, I played Mass Effect um, I think no, up until year. yeah in the past year and I I thought no because I actually I played it and then they announced and then released the Legendary Edition not long oh. after I finished my last playthrough and I thought well, no I'm not shelling out again I'm all Mass Effect out and then and then this Bloomin' Steam sale happened and I just went oh God but then it Yes, goddamn Steam sale. So at least it was a Steam sale for a video game that's like, you know, at most, what, 50 quid rather than a sale for a chair that is a slightly more than 50 quid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I also made the mistake of getting Final Fantasy VII Remake for PC. And um, put it this way, if it wasn't for the gift voucher they gave with you, that would be 70 quid. I've never paid that much for a, a game what? before. This is Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII on the on the uh, on the Epic Store was seventy pounds. And you not like buy it for the Nintendo for like five quid? No, this is the remake. 
Yeah, but can you not buy the original for the Nintendo for five quid? You can buy it for the iPad for five quid. Shan? Um, I was going to ask you about this, you balking at spending 70 quid on a game. Yeah, but I did. How, how, much, how much do we think we have spent on Elite Dangerous? I have to be very careful here because I have someone, <laughs> someone in earshot. <laughs> I think the only answer there, Colin, is too much. Yes. Go on then, Shen. Share and enjoy. <laughs> oh, let me see. I brought three accounts. Well, well, I've got one lifetime pass and two other accounts. So like that's uh, about uh, 180 quid. I brought a HOTAS uh, X. What is a HOTAS? So I've probably spent 400 quid on HOTASs over the years. But uh, the reason why, well, I've had X52, lots of X52s and now an X56. Um, I brought VR, bought a Vive, especially for Elite Dangerous. So that was 700 quid. Um, plus, I forget the PC to run it all on. Well, yeah, I had that anyway with other games. So, you know, um, yeah, but I had to upgrade it for your VR. Um, I probably spent a couple of grand on graphics cards, uh, to be fair, since then. Not all of them to run a league, but I was glad I brought a 3080 to run her yeah, because run. Of other things. So, probably about three or four grand, probably in total, maybe. Okay. Wow. Um, I think I, I, uh, the actual game itself, though, I think I spent too much because of the Kickstarter. Mm. But then again, it was spread out over a year, so, you know, it, it would be the equivalent of actually... Jumpy up. Yeah, jaunting up. So it's, I cancelled my SOTO subscription to actually use that to jaunty up. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, that's, that's when SOTO subscriptions were actually expensive. <laughs> So have you spent any money on hardware and stuff like that? Because that was the majority of the money I spent on it. The actual game it's, itself was relatively inexpensive, I guess. It's just all the hardware and all the, the add-ons around it. Um, let's see. Well, let's... Um, actually, in all my five, I was kind enough to... Cal was kind enough to give me his one he didn't want anymore, so I got a cast-off Vive. <laughs> Um, I did have uh, to upgrade the graphics card, but I managed to get that quite cheap. I, basically, I, I got everything really cheap. <laughs> so uh, I'm nowhere in the same ballpark as you, Shan, uh, if, we're, if we're talking hardware and so on. But then, but then I put, I think it's, I think I'm in eight or 9,000 hours now playing Elite. So if you work it out, it's still cheaper than. Oh, yeah. It's still That's how I cheap. justify expensive clothes. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, yeah it's, it's advanced man math is what it is, isn't it, in terms of thinking... Uh, just how many words have I got out of it? Does that work? <laughs> yeah. Is it justifiable? Well, yeah. it, at the moment, the amount of time that I put into this game, despite all the... I actually did a calculation for it. This is how sad it was, because uh, I, I did a calculation on it, Um to win an argument on the forum. And as he never replied, I won that argument. <laughs> but I think it worked out that um, I now play Elite and it's costing me 0.025 pence per hour. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I think I've got a master's degree in man math. That's one of the things <laughs> I'm doing this week. Is I've got a, a a power measuring plug or a couple where you put them so you measure how much electric each appliance uses. And uh, my PC cost me about twenty five pound a month in electric. Um because it runs at like 250 watts all the time. Um, so my justification is if I buy a new PC with a more efficient power supply, it won't cost me 75 pounds anymore. It'll cost me 15. So therefore, I'm okay to spend two grand on a new PC because I'm saving 15 pound a month. <laughs> and remember, value of your investments will go up as well down. Actually, no, you're going to save more because when you think about it, because prices are going to go through the roof next year, you'll be saving more money next year. Well, actually, I'm I'm feeling fairly smug about that because I'm a lot of us go, and they currently last year I was on five p per kilowatt hour for four hours overnight, and fourteen p the rest of the time, and they recently renewed me on the same rate. So instead of my electric bill trebling next year, it's on the same rate as what it was last year. Well, goody for you. Anyway, <laughs> we're back to the CG now. Um, it's like it, you've been hammering away at it as well. I, have you been enjoying the, the community spirit? I did it on the Thursday. I did it on <laughs> Thursday on stream. And um, for a stream where literally you were going backwards and forwards, and I've seen a couple of other people say this, for like a period where you were literally just going backwards and forwards and like chatting nonsense with with people and all of that it done off go by quick and i don't understand that with hauling oh well, normally, you, I, normally I, I hate it i know i i really find bulk hauling quite satisfying sometimes um i mean i remember my favorite cg has to be the one in alpha centauri yeah the, the, one, hut, and run. the hut and run yeah the yeah. original hut and run Doing that 90 minutes of nothing but pointing in a straight line still ranks as one of my best experiences in game. Well, you've also got to remember that um, that's where the Hutton Orbital, the Hutton Orbital Radio came from. Yep. Was to keep people um, entertained. <laughs> and also there was they, there was a under the table agreement with the code and the code would occasionally attack people. And um, so there was enough there for the um, PVPers as well. So it it did seem to come around a whole wholesome event. Oh, uh oh, we've got Shan. We've got a confession from Shan. Okay, Shan, brace yourselves, everybody. This will be bad. I have never ever been hurt an orbital. Wow. I think he's just been banned from the hunting trackers. I don't think he was ever in them. No, well, never in them. I well, sympathise uh, with them. You know, I think they do a good job and they're great people and some of their charity stuff's completely amazing, you know. So thumbs up to the Hutton Truckers, but I've never been to an orbital. An orbital. You've never been to an orbital? Oh, no. Oh, no. That means he's he's lost his honorary trucker status because if you're a member of Live Radio, you're supposed to be an honorary oh. trucker. I, 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 I think... While we're doing next year's <laughs> live stream on the Sunday, probably, for LaveCon, mm -hmm. once we're doing that, I think Shan has to fly to Hutton Orbital while we're doing the live show. 
I, I think well, that would be the most boring live stream ever, wouldn't it? Well, no, because you point yourself in the direction that you're going in, and then you can just keep flying there and then just do the show as normal. 90 minutes later, you wake up and you land and you're good. And you're not allowed to take your fleet carrier. No, you can, <laughs> I don't, can you take your fleet carrier directly to Proxima Centauri? Yes. You can target a body, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's he's got to do it in a in a T nine. No, as a, as to, a no, 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 no. He's got to do it in an adder. <laughs> no, I'm the one that hates the adders. I mean, I do I know. I, I do know. If you try and do it in a stock sidewinder, you run out of fuel. That's not true. Crew. I've done it in a stock sidewinder. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you have to be careful, but it's doable. Um, well, Commander Ventura and uh, the Chris Mark IV both wants us to do it in a convoy of adders from leave to hunt an orbital <laughs> <laughs> and in open. Get an apex, job done. <laughs> oh, that'd be like that'd be like, the, that'd be like Top Gear when they spend 300 quid and buy a banger, won't it? I've already taken one taxi tartan, but now you're making me look to see if I can get a long distance taxi to Alpha Centauri. How do you get back then from Hutton? I got another Wouldn't taxi. You, Oh God, I can't bother with that. I can't switch back. Well, no, now. you just get you just get a taxi from Alpha, from Hutton in Alpha Centauri to somewhere in the Sol system, and that's just two minutes. <laughs> oh, we've we've opened up some old wounds. People are complaining that the code have now gone rogue, and oh dear. Oh, that was that was years ago. I know, but it's 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 still opened up old wounds. Apparently, oh dear. Didn't mean to mention that. <laughs> anyway, shall we We carry on here? We've got um, the Imperial Intelligence on the 7th of January. It was announced that, um, well, they've denied an NMLA connection because apparently the secret way that Imperial Intelligence talks to one another is very, very similar to the way the NMLA communicated. So much so that a lot of people think that it was on the uh, inside. Uh, and then the Sirius Navy has united with the Alliance Defence Force. It now has, the Sirius Corporation is now a member of the Council of Admirals, which is um, quite important if you're in the Alliance. I'd look it up at the good old lore. Uh, and finally today, Torval Mining has challenged Kane Massey Mining over a, an existing contract. So... Um, we might have a little bit more imperial tension coming quite soon. Operation Ida have fixed Rick's depot in, in the Pleiades sector. Um, I think that's all they can fix at the moment. They're waiting on the anti-Xeno initiative to clear another system before they start hauling. Um, I mean, according to Thargoid Watch, um, their priorities this time as the Pleiades sector are uh, HR-WD1-74, the Muscar region uh, PJ-PB6-1 uh, in the Coolsack Nebula, and even Evangelis is still the target to clear in the Witchhead Nebula. Um, yes. So, <coughs> so uh, yes, plenty going on. Um, however... It's now come to that time of week again. 
Score alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. A store alert, 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 a store Welcome back. Well, in fact, there's actually nothing. Nothing in the store alert whatsoever. We just thought we'd like to play the music. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it's actually even worse because uh, obviously at this time, being the uh, the 11th, all those uh, lovely chrome paint jobs and uh, all the uh, Christmas outfits, they've now gone from the store. So I'm afraid to say there's even less than there was before. I, I think we need a really upbeat store alert song for when there's nothing to show, just to kind of like get people feeling happy that there's nothing to show. <laughs> what you want? You want a commiseration store alert song? No, nothing. No, nothing like a like a dirge or anything like that. Nothing sad, but just something to cheer people up. The fact there's nothing in the store. Okay. <laughs> that is probably the weirdest the weirdest request we've had yet. Can we have something? Oh, I can to think of weirder than that. I can have think weirder ones than that. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite sure you can. Um so I guess moving on from there we're going to take a break and then we're going to have a uh, a little bit of a dis- conspiracy discussion when we come back so break out your tinfoil hats your ship is a miracle of engineering capable of handling the most intense situations but with no sound in a vacuum how do you keep up with your ship Introducing Simulated Sound, where your ship recreates the sound of battle so no vital signal is lost to the vacuum. But wait! Why be stuck with the sounds of death and destruction? We offer alternative sound effects for all encounters. Activating cargo dump. Change the sound of battle with our choice of audio packs. Why not feel sexy in battle? Installing sound pack. Or go for a cute farmyard scene. (laughs) Or even our classy stress reliever. Impact in five, four, three, two, one. New Stroudbury Sound Packs. Changing the sound of battle. Oh, boy, space is cold in here. That commander has a cheek sitting up in his cosy and warm cockpit while we haul radioactives around his cargo bay. Oh, is it cold? I hadn't noticed. Oh, that's right. Why, you're not even shivering. 
Maybe it's because I picked up this North Coast Cargo Bay sweater. It keeps me warm and stylish. Say, that is a nice jumper. It's made from the finest Verex wool and handcrafted by novitiates in the underground monasteries of Van Manen's Star. Wow. Where can I get one? New North Coast Cargo Bay sweaters. Be the envy of your friends. Wow every lady from here to the Empire. Be warm and toasty even on the tenth planet of a dying star. Now on sale at Spark and Mensa. Better now? Better? Why, I feel so warm I'll probably never catch man flu again. Spark and Mensa. Because nothing says sexy like a neck-high jumper. public service announcement from the fuel rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. One, fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. Two, note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. Three, if you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? And welcome back. Well, I hope everyone's wearing their tinfoil hats because we're going to go around and discuss what our favorite conspiracy theories and elite have been or what we'd like to see in the future. So um, I think I will start with uh, one of the favorite conspiracy theories, and it, it's kind of snowballed a little bit since then, is the... Um, the thing about actually being able to fly Thargoid ships. Now, this goes back to the whole D2 thing. And if anybody can remember that weird Thargoid hybrid ship that took off from Palin's base, um, that one really got everybody excited when it happened. The problem was, of course, it went dead for absolutely ages. Um, so, th- I mean, that's been one of my favourites. <laughs> what was that, was it called? The Orthos or something? Was that? Yeah, it was something like that, yes. And um, basically people tried to stop it, but it was too fast. And um, uh, basically it was a, a beautiful silver thing, but it looked as if it had a human cockpit. And it reminds me so much of the um, of the fact that you could actually get a Thargoid ship in a previous Frontier game that I thought, oh, there we have. Uh, Valerie sees put it as Orthros. Um, yeah, it's... You, you could actually fly the Thargoid ship. You could fly the Thargoid ship in a previous uh, a Frontier First Encounters if you managed to do all the special missions in the right way. Um I'd love to see this kind of thing actually come into Elite. Although the one downside of it would be um, if you actually got or started flying around in it, 
Um, what do you reckon? If you if you lost it, that's it. You lose it permanently and have to go through the grind again. Just might be a bit too. They'd never do that. Imagine the salt. They, I, mean, I think this you is... should be able to steal it. I think you should have one commander be yeah. able to earn the Thargoid ship in the entire game. <laughs> one commander earns it, and everyone else has to try and nick it off them. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. I mean, it, remind, it reminds me of something that's that powerful. It's like in Star Wars Galaxy, if you actually became a Jedi, you were, your character would suffer permadeath if it died three times. Before they changed it all into World of Warcraft, Star Wars Galaxy. But I, you know, I would love them to. Um, I've loved what's what's happened with the the stuff on the Thargoids, and especially the the new stuff that's come along. But so, I don't really want to see it. So did off. the Orthrus just go away and never come back, or do we think? You know, what was the story reason for it going away? Do we know? Well, that's the thing. It was. It just happened, and Frontier never said anything about it. It happened for um, a couple of days, uh, and then it just disappeared. Uh, you fly around the uh, the abandoned base for um, Palin, and nothing happens, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, but yeah, I'd I'd l- I'd love to see that. Psych it. It What's makes your sense. favorite one? Well, it just like it makes sense of that it would be called the Authorist because of everything else being like um, based on Greek mythology and those kind of the Medusa, etc., etc., etc. Because the Authorist would be a two-headed dog, and that like leans towards that hybrid act, act um, uh, hybrid stuff. And I think that's really cool. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I've really liked spec- what seeing other people speculate on who salvation is. Um, that's been really fun. Yeah, because the crispy tater tot's gone massive with the uh, <laughs> the old tinfoil hat, hasn't he? Well, crispy, so what- isn't it? Crispy's gone mad on that. Grinning crow oh, goes mad on that. Sorry, oh, <laughs> it's all good. So- um, I just feel like really, really have enjoyed seeing other people's speculation. And I am have enjoyed seeing new names starting popping up, especially as of late. We've seen we've seen some new names of new players that might be might be of interest. Like this Nicholas Glass of like of this week and other names that were mentioned by the Winking Cat, I feel like may potentially have significance going forward, and I quite like that. So, Sai, what was what's the craziest theory you've heard of regarding the, the, the Thargoiden? What's the craziest one you thought? Well, the one who might salvation be? Who's the person who's who was dead and assassinated a little a, a long time ago? Oh, good grief! That's that's weird because they came back. There was someone. There was someone assassinated quite a while ago. That was didn't Salome. come back. No, 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 no. No, no, definitely not. Absolutely She's not. <laughs> She's dead. She's never coming back. Forget it. That's what but, they want you to think. 
<laughs> we but are I'm, not. I swear, oh, I, we... I swear that there was some. There was another person who was assassinated who didn't who didn't come back. Not not um, Theta Seven or anything like that. But like older school stories, and the name escapes me. Um, but well, I saw somebody saying that they thought that they were them, and there was no link whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, the Emperor's been assassinated. Um, obviously, Mad Prince Harold has been assassinated. Um, try and think of any other notificate, any notable um, people who have um, passed recently, but I, I can't remember. I don't think it, it. Don't think it was Imperial? Mm. I don't know. It was something that I just went, nah, and then moved on. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Shan, go on. Unleash. Uh, well, my 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 fa- my personal favourite um, tinfoil hat um, entry in the game is um, if you explore the squirrel's nest uh, and some of the logs there. Um, there's an entry uh, from Frontier um, making reference to a structure of uh, metal and flesh, I think it is, in the abyss. Now, I actually know what's behind this, but I can't tell you because I'm under NDA from Frontier. But that I, I do enjoy that particular snippet of story. Um, I think that's particularly fun. Squirrel's Nest it is. Forget where it is. So I enjoyed that one. Out of game, well, outside of the game, I like the conspiracy theories regarding the Salome event, um, how supposedly it was all arranged. In oh, closed God. doors, um, behind the scenes, and money changed hands, and all that sort of conspiracy stuff. It's almost like, uh, sounds like one of those um, spy stories, if you believe the uh, goings-on regarding the Salome event. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of that one. Or, of course, there's the other one that um, Sandro actually now works at McDonald's, which is why no one's seen him. <laughs> Sandro now works at McDonald's. Okay, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, we'll move over. Ben, what, do you, what, what have you got on your list as the, your favourite? I, I, I've never really looked a lot into it, but I've quite liked some of the stuff um, involving, not the code, the... Shit, what's it called again? Dark Wheel. No, not the Dark Wheel. Oh, right. Um, the Club. Oh, right, yes. Gotcha. Um, you know, the amount of tinfoil hattery that I've read about that, including the amount of out-of-game stuff, just makes me think, what the hell? And then the worrying thing is when you start getting into it and believing it, it's like, yeah, no, no, just... No, take a step away. You know, stop. You know, stop sniffing the catnip. <laughs> you, you're um, there thinking, Amber all ruled by lizards. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of David Braben is a lizard, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it is um, a lot of things. Um, I often find with people who are like super, super clear on um, 
yeah, clubs still exist. Clubs absolutely still a thing. Um, a lot of it is um, everything else is written off as being something to do with the club. Yeah. Um, it's just, I just like that whole stuff is. It's almost like Illuminati kind of style things about a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, you could actually say, well, it's kind of like um, you know, the department heads in charge of the game itself. You know, <laughs> you could have, you could have, oh, Dav is basically one of the club. There, there's a conspiracy theory for you. That is the Lizard King. <laughs> that is the Lizard King. Oh, Dav, Dav is Borg. You know, you remember that? He's, that's why oh, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. So, you know, the service, he is, he is, he is Borg. <laughs> Dav is the club! <laughs> Although I did see someone, because because there was a, a slight outage over, over the weekend. I, how, how long was the outage over the weekend? Was it only a couple of... Um, uh, a, a couple of hours or something like that. Well, it was anyway, minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> it? It was something like that. But before you knew it, people had uh, posted memes of, of Dav morphing into a hamster because obviously the hamsters had broken. <laughs> I I remember one. So I just remembered when they said that. Do you remember when the barnacles first came out? Oh, yes. And no one could find a barnacle anywhere. And people looked for them for hours and hours and days and days and days. And then all of a sudden, the servers rebooted on a Thursday, and barnacle sites were everywhere. And Frontier were like, no, we didn't do anything. They've been here all along. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I remember that. I do yeah. remember that. Because there was That's so it. many. Oh, no, but you've you got to remember, Psychic, back then, none. You, you had to eyeball them. Mm. You had to fly around the planet slowly, looking for slight discrepancies. Oh yeah, that's on, fair. Oh, and oh god, the amount of whether well, we had player groups organising to to comb a particular latitude of a planet just to see the, if they could try and find them. It, it was, I mean, you've got to take your hats off to this community when they they decide um, that's the way that they're going to do it. <laughs> to find these things because that is a that is a level of dedication I can't be bothered with <laughs> there was also the um, do you remember when the Thargoid bases were first discovered oh yeah everyone was wondering what the uh, the scavengers yeah. were for I want a scavenger as a pet still <laughs> um, actually one of the best it wasn't a tinfoil hat thing per se but uh, the best source for tinfoil hat stuff shall we say is the amount of hundreds of hours Malek 3D mm. put into his did you see his you uh, VR? yeah Malek VR yeah um, put into his uh, mind maps and he cross-referenced Every single Galnet news article, I think it is, with every other Galnet news article. Yep. Wow. And yeah, it's an amazing piece of it's, work. It's, I don't know how many I hours. Yeah. I, I don't think he made them publicly available, has it? Did he? No, because they're not finished. They'll never be finished. <laughs> I am just quoting people. 
Yeah. What can I say? Oh no, I know. I've spoken to Malik about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, but they're not finished." And you know, I've I've gotten it from the horse's mouth, as it were. And yeah, he's right, but they'll still never be finished. And this is why, you know, for, for this kind of thing, I prefer community group project kind of things. And but then I'm a I'm a lefty believing in open source, so whatever. I mean, another one that springs to mind is: Do you remember the uh, Formidine Rift? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was. That was one of the ones that people were flying around the planet trying to eyeball bases. Oh my god! I mean, I, I followed the progress on the forums and just marvelled at their dedication. And, and obviously, they the anacondas, didn't they? Yes, yeah. they did. Um, yes, they did. That's basically, and all the frontier could do, sadly, at the time. Well, this is the thing: no one actually discovered the the ship in the Fordermine Rift. Until Formidine. Still can't get it right. Still can't get it right. <laughs> and then we're on about Salome. And <laughs> God, how long has it been since you've said Fordermine? Oh, just, just. We've not two. spoken about it for years, have we? No, exactly. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> that and the whatever happened at the end. Um, yes, uh, there is. Originally, there, there was an anaconda waiting for people to discover with a couple of messages. But thankfully, no one discovered it until 2.3 came out when the megaships were introduced. So instead of someone discovering uh, an anaconda with a couple of messages, they actually discovered this full-on megaship with tons and tons of uh, extra little things to do, um, which I thought was a... Which was quite lucky, really, because... Um, Very convenient. Mm, um, but apparently someone... I think the the rumour was that someone got, came within six light years of discovering it, um, but they skipped over... Uh, they skipped past it, which, <laughs> according to their logs, they, it would have been discovered about a year into the game. Always the way. It was, it was, but uh, yeah, it's the the good old uh, search for. I mean, that, that I guess takes us to the big one, doesn't it? What the actual? Are you going to talk it? I mentioned the elephant. Are we, are we going to talk about that big black wheel? Are we? We can't talk. We can't talk about conspiracy theories and not mention it. Mm, yeah. I mean, everybody's got their own little um, little theory about how you, you could get in touch with the dark wheel. I mean, the, the dark turning the dark wheel—that's that's still in progress, isn't it? There are guys still working that because I don't know whether Kai's still doing it. Kai's not doing it, but there are still people doing stuff. But I mean, they basically, you know, they prove a negative, which is proving a thing. You know, they got to where they wanted to go, yeah, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kai basically called it a stop there, but, you know, there are still people looking at things and trying stuff out. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm one of them because um, there, there's one set of circumstances I want to see what happens if it, if it occurs. Uh, so I've been trying for, for months, every well, trying every now and again to see whether or not I can get this unique set of circumstances mm. to happen, but I haven't been able to to get it to happen yet. But it, you know, it's an RNG thing, so I, I we just have to yeah. wait and see. I, I Maybe think nothing will a, happen. 
Go, Sean. No, there's a couple of mysteries surrounding Frontier themselves. Um, I mean, what happened to Sandro is one, but also where did Michael Brooks grow? But he's, he's doing dinosaurs. He's working on ta- Thomas the Tank Engine Simulator. Or is he? In a way, you think of these developers, they didn't leave the company because if you look on their LinkedIn, they're still with the profiles, they're still working at Frontier. Yeah. Uh, no, and he's, you he's think, working, being serious, he's, he's working on Jurassic World Evolution. Also, he what, says, dum dum dum. <laughs> although we did we did when when he did announce that he's working on a brand new fantastic ip uh we did think he was doing um train simulator the thomas the tank engine version which he seemed very taken with yeah i mean sandra could be working on hans silo's dance off again you know <laughs> and that's one thing sandra has always denied working on but then again wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because I asked him directly at one of the uh, one of the yeah, events, and he just he just looked at me in horror. <laughs> oh shit! They found out. <laughs> no, we were having tea and biscuits. Wine might have been drunk, <laughs> but we brought it ourselves. So what player group tinfoil hat stuff? We can we remember? You know, like not. It's it's rumours and myths and stuff around certain player groups themselves. Not about Frontier of the game, but... Oh, I don't know. I mean... I uh, don't really know. Uh, I, know Leo, I, I know us like Lay Radio have been accused of a few things in terms of... Have we? Yeah, yeah, we've been accused of a couple of things. What have we been accused true. of? Oh, we were accused of being the, being the botters, for example, for a while. We are accused of being botters? Yep. Oh. Like, let's be honest, most fa- factions have made kids of doing that. Um, yeah, I think I yeah. think that's that's one thing that has been, you know, if you, if your faction starts doing well, then normally you get a, a, an accusation of being a botting network, which is a bit of which is it's sad, really. I mean, Mac in chat, Matt Winston in chat said there's a rumor that the EIC did some UA bombing against the Alliance. That's not a rumor. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like we've been accused of being frontier shills, haven't we? We've been accused oh, God, yeah. of being. And then we've uh, also been accused being, of being whatever the opposite of a shill is, too. Of being like in bed with frontier development developers, so we know what's coming up next. Is that only if it, it was only ever Ed. Only ever Ed. Yeah. Nothing. Moving on. Oh, okay. Well, I was I was, kept in, I was kept in the dark for that one, then, wasn't I? Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. I mean, being crude, rude, and disgusting, implying that I was sleeping with Ed. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that we got accused of starting the whole Thargoid war with. <laughs> oh, Stephen Usher told us to go and. Uh, go and see what the 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 um, oh guardian thing would do. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a thing. I mean, is it is it accepted knowledge that what we consider the Thargoid bases are actually crashed Thargoid motherships? That's the theory, isn't it? But we've never seen a Thargoid mothership floating about anywhere. 
and it doesn't look as though they've crashed. It looks more like they've grown. That's the cool thing, though. Are they crashed or are they just waiting and rebuilding to make themselves stronger? Yeah, well, that's that's one thing that, that, that gets me, because if you look, if you explore the, the actual area, there's the actual centre section, but there's what looks like a carcass around the outside. There is, there is I agree. Has and anyone actually done any empirical measuring to see if they actually are growing? I don't think anybody has. I don't think, I, don't, I really don't think Frontier can be bothered to make the move by about four pixels a year or something. You know, I just don't think it's <laughs> something they would bother doing, to be fair. I'm with you, but imagine if they did, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, but what are the scavengers for then? What are they recycling? Well, I um, plastic plastic bottles. Plastic bottles. <laughs> plastic bottles. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, let, let's go around and, and ask what um, what conspiracy theory you'd really like to have the answer to this year. Um, Psychic. Who is Salvation? Please. I want to. I want to know who they are. I want to get right to. I want. I would like. A, I also like to know who the witch is and who Salvation is and who D two is. I, I, it's a lot, but I feel like that's not, probably where the story's going. You're not worried about the identity of the winking cat, then? Nah, I think they, they're probably um, aloof, and they might pop back next Christmas. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the elite equivalent of, of Santa Claus. Yes, then. Santa Claus. It's Robin <laughs> Hood and also Santa Claus, all rolled into one. So if you so what if you leave him a, a small portion of Lavian brandy out and a and a cookie he'll leave you a, he'll leave you something he'll leave you a, a, an adder or something as as it's a winking cat you need to leave him out uh, a, a nice oh, no. long steeped glass of catnip tea <laughs> <laughs> oh nice yeah. nice Just I'm not right sure we can afford catnip tea. Money means nothing in elite. Of course we can. Uh, dear ben, what would be your the, the the one answer you want this year? Again, I'm going to steer clear of the obvious one. Um, actually, there's another obvious one which I would love them to answer is where the bloody hell is is the graveyard? <laughs> Yeah, that that would be nice to get an answer to. Um, yes, the the tea the tea and Isla graveyard that you yeah. and yeah that, that is everybody not everybody in Isla. Yeah, um, and I, I think with all these these tinfoil hat things, they're almost more fun not getting an answer. You know, we've survived nearly thirty years not knowing where Ratzler is. Yeah. I'd rather keep it that way, in all honesty. Yeah, I don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have... have um, a lot of... Well, actually, we were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago because uh, Alan was actually talking on the forums with people yeah. about Ra uh, Raxler, and he's, he was there saying, well, every, everything needs a kind of Atlantis. It's uh, It's... 
yeah. you know, El Dorado, hidden city of gold. It it, it just adds so much uh, to the backstory of a of a of a virtual world. Um, yeah, and they could never I'm- ever add it to game and meet people's expectations and imagination. I do have one possible idea what might be a <laughs> good solution to this. <laughs> I like psychics. Raxler is the friends you make along the way. Yeah! Of course it is! Have the journey! Is that the, is that the greetings card version? <laughs> 100% yes! Have any of you guys jumped through the portal at the end... After defeating the Ender Dragon in Minecraft, you jump through a portal and you get a weird tripped out as fuck poem. I mean, it is seriously trippy. If you discover Raxler and you get something as basic as that and as what the fucking hell have you been smoking as that, I would be satisfied. So you basically want the end of 2001. <laughs> no, I think they should be, if you do find that they should be like a trippy hallucinogenic thing and then a message saying congratulations commander um, but you fell for the wrong Raxler and just leave it at that. Um, your Raxler is in another castle. <laughs> 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 Uh, or or how about this I mean if you discovered Raxler you found the Stargate you open the Stargate and then all the Thargoid drones come running out at you or you appear in Star Citizen sorry <laughs> no Star Citizen's actually completed <laughs> from here <laughs> finished Star Citizen all along <laughs> Oh well, I'm keeping I'm I'm keeping my quiet until any other business now. Um, yeah, Government Adventures. You found Raxler. Game over. <laughs> Wipe. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one, I would, sorry, you go, Shan, then I'll go. No, I was about to say, um, what will I want to see them? I'd want them to. Oh, oh, can I go then instead of before? Yeah, you yeah, go? yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I would like another thing. I would like, and I would accept. Although Frontier will never do it because of salt. You know, congratulations, you've discovered Raxler. Load new commander and you're in a sidewinder with 100 credits. Oh my god. So basically the No Man's Sky then. <laughs> I guess essentially, yeah. Yeah. You know, wiped, everything's wiped. 100 credits. Nothing. No fleet carrier. No nothing. Just a sidewinder to your name. Or- Not even your Kickstarter ships. Or then you appear behind the bar in Shinrata Desert, Desert as the barkeeper, and that's all you can ever be leave. the barkeeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Commander Beetlejuice says, "Well, why can't you get to find the constrictor?" <laughs> um, what are you going to say, Shan? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what I would want to see is I'd want to see all of the leftover plot threads. That we've had over the years, like what the hell do you see? Uh, mm. Some of the stuff at the Silver Comet actually being in game. All those little dangling threads that didn't go anywhere, I'd want them to be resolved so that we can then move on with, if you like, the main story. Because, you know, we've all talked, joked and talked about um, Tin Four Hat stuff, but there's so much stuff that's been left dangling and abandoned. I'd want to see at least some of it or most of it wrapped up. 
They've wrapped yeah, up the black flight stuff though, haven't they? That was one of the one of the big things was getting access to that that station with oh words that I can't remember. That ca- when that cash Halford's cash Half- it, when ca- Halford's cash opened, that gave us the black flight stuff that we needed and gave us like also new new information. So I, I'd like to think that they're working on that. Yeah, I, I mean we we know that the. the- plot is ongoing and until at least june and i know that um uh, they are working on the, they are having meetings at the moment about what to do about the plot after june so hopefully this this kind of thing will continue uh, i just like to point out to grippy gecko on youtube that's what originally happened with no man's sky they have changed it since so it's kind of out of date spoilers so yeah um oh i think my favorite one was just to be expanded on is discovering where d2 uh is i want i want to see the uh the thargoid um hybrid storyline proceed because i i think that has so much potential uh jan yeah i'll go on that level i mean the other one that springs to mind that I'd like to see continued is the Commander Jameson's Crash Cobra. They can mm-hmm. kind of get more around that. Do you remember the, uh, you went to um, this abandoned installation where they tested the mycoid virus on the Thargoids, didn't they? Yeah, there was about uh, 10. 10. Yeah, I'd want, yeah. I'd want to see that develop more. I mean, ideally, if they're talking about on foot, Thargoid combat, have Thargoid roaming around those bases, something to expand that story. And yes, it was kind of finished off, I suppose, but it left more questions than it answered, I felt. Yeah, especially when they mentioned the mothership. As soon as people mentioned the mothership, that's it. They just Mm. went bananas about it. What what would you want from more from that story? Like, like going into specifics, what would you... What well, would as, Colin, as Colin mentioned, you've got the mothership thing that was mentioned, or, or you know, you bring... You have to develop the mycoid virus again and tailor it as some kind of CG or ongoing plot thread. So it, I just being able to drill into that because there's a lot of stuff and actually now I remember it some of the stories around the generation ships that have been abandoned I'd want to see expanded you know like the one that picked up something from the planet and it affected the entire crew that was the ghost ship yeah Yeah. the generation ships yeah yeah no that was the ghost ship a couple of Halloweens back that was that one it was uh, um, he's watching the stones that was I the one that infected was, the entire queue. I thought there was another one like that. There was one Maybe where not. they all caught a virus and everybody died. Yeah, that that was one of the that was one of the uh, the generation ships. The thing about the generation ships is that they're pretty self-contained stories. Um, generation ships, which were successful, well, they were successful a thousand years ago. Or, or, or 500 years ago, they, you know, they got to where they wanted to go. The ones that we are discovering, or have discovered, there's only been one uh, generation ship which actually still had living people on it. Yeah, it was the one that told you to bug off, wasn't it? Yeah, um, uh, the Galconda. That's the one that had the, the CG. Yep. Uh, 
Valerie said the signal, that's right, they received a signal, it was a bit like the ring, wasn't it, where they received a signal and it sent the crew psychotic. Oh, right. That was right. That's right. So so people want, you want to go looking for the signal? Well, I want an emitter that I can send the signal to other people, but yeah. (laughs) Of course. Here's me thinking. He's got gen- yeah, he's here's me thinking that he's got some genuine scientific curiosity, but no, it is no, pure scientific. What happens if you play the signal at people? Uh, well, you already know what happens when you play the signal at people. You've got an entire. Yeah, but that was then. <laughs> oh, um, Chris Mark Four said, "Lave Radio is the signal." There we are. You see, we were Lave <laughs> Radio was responsible for the death of that generation. You can't stop the signal. You can't stop the signal. Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that Ben didn't say that. To be honest, um, oh, psychic, I've I've asked you. Have I asked you this this question, or have you just joined in with everybody else? Well, the one about what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know who's. Um, I, That's I right. Said, I want to know who Salvation is. I want to know who um, the Witches, and I want to know who D two is. Those are the things, and I think they're really important. I think that's going to do a lot of a lot of other things. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. Well, uh, of course, if anybody's got any other uh, suggestions of silliness that they'd like to see in the game, please drop us a line at info dot radio or. Um, just mention it in the chat. We'll, we'll probably run with it. Um, Shan, have you got something more? Well, I've got a slightly cheeky tongue-in-cheek. Oh, there's a surprise. Um, so one last mystery out of game was who said go release it for Odyssey? Oh, dear. I think we all know who decided to do that. Yes. So yeah, we'll, we'll in in summary, um I think everybody looking for, forward to more Thargoid stuff. There's always the, the, the dark wheel and Raxler hiding in the background and um there's a whole load of little sneaky stuff that we'd all like uh to to see resolved. So oh we have one last serious serious comment this time, Jan. Yeah, it was just like, isn't it cool that there's all this, in quotes, tinfoil hat and stuff that we can talk about and think about. And even if it doesn't come to anything, it's still cool to think about and talk about. And I think that's I think that's something to be um, thankful for. Well, I okay, psychic. So I think the really, really cool thing about that is, yes, absolutely, that is really um, the 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 thing that I really enjoy about it, that people might not even know that it's ever there. Yeah, it's not integral to the game. Um, it's not something that you have to go out and and do to um, increase your enjoyment in any way whatsoever. But if you know it's there, and or you stumble upon. Like, it's really awesome if you stumble upon it. It's just great. Yeah. Um, that is, I do like the fact that they've put these little, well, they're not Easter eggs, are they? They're the proper 
the more than Easter like, eggs. Story. And they're yeah, only but, there but, if you know where to look. Well, yeah, but can you just imagine what it'd be like if you didn't know anything about this and you came across one of the Inara bases with all the secret messages? Would be amazing. Blow your mind. Like, they, like go to an Inra base and find out as time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I'd lo- I love the fact that there's, there's, there are these little hidden things in there. Um, Chan, what's this about Easter eggs? Well, I wasn't, not really so much Easter eggs, really. What I'm looking for are the black and white cream eggs in the game. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, I do appreciate the extra little bits of flavor they put in the game. And yes, you can argue, well, there should be more breadcrumbs. You shouldn't rely on random chance and things like that, which... I guess is is a valid point in some cases, but just being able to stumble on stuff, I, I think that adds a variation and a, a flavour to the game. I think that's that's excellent. Yeah, so keep it on. I, I love Easter eggs, and especially I want a black and white cream egg. I thought I think everybody wants a black and white cream egg at the moment. Um, I t- oh, by the way, I think those cream eggs are actually cream eggs you could accidentally eat them they're not oh yeah well yeah there's the advert isn't there the guy saying oh, i really want to eat it so yeah there must be edible cream eggs God. That was imagine the impression of the white chocolate and the dark chocolate half isn't it can you can you imagine if you found one if you gave it to your three-year-old yes <laughs> no that <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be hilarious Mine is your three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious if it happened to someone else. Oakham has made a very interesting point. Uh, They just thought that isn't there some hints in the lore that the alliance has had some secret interaction with the Thargoids? Um, Wasn't that that retconned out? Yeah, because that was the whole point of um, of Frontier First Encounters. The Turner's Quest. The Turner's Quest, which was which was a, um, uh, a basically the search for the Thargoids. Um, yeah, they they retconned first encounters out, and we are kind of rediscovering what the Thargoids were or, or are at, in the present moment in time. So yeah, it's. Um, oh, why does the boost sounds the Lance Chieftain sound a bit Thargoidy? <laughs> That's fantastic. I hadn't realised that. I'm going to have to listen to a Chieftain Boost now. Psychic, can I just say you really are lethal? Huh? I'm assuming this is you playing. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, I'm just watching you, you on the stream just now. And you really are quite deadly. I it, like killing things. Yeah, is that fully. You, you, is you that, don't just like it, you're good at it. Is that G5 gear you've got, uh, Psychic? No, great too. I think. I mean, I think you only need sort of G two, G three in order to really own most of the hard bases. To be I honest. didn't. I didn't get this until really recently. I had a bit of a shopping trip and we're just all right looking for some. So I don't. I don't think you went shopping at all. I, I think you. 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 Um. You, you met a thargoid behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. 
and she then, managed to get opinion polls. <laughs> yeah, she cat. That's what it was. It was a cat cat media. She she seeded space stations with catnip tea, and the cats came and gave a media. That's that's where it came from. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to jinx it, but I, you know, I just watched Psychic like literally just mow down four people, like bang, you're dead, bang, you're dead, bang, you're dead, and I was like, damn. <laughs> anyway, yes, well, I, just, I just wanted to say that whilst I saw it. Right. Well, I th- I think we shall. Um, <laughs> I must admit, um, Tarl Carbiton on Facebook says, "Well, it does help when the NPCs don't move," because I must admit they they are they are a bit static. It's only a low. There's only lows in this. Well, there's like barely any uh, anything other than a low in this combat. Well, put it this way: if they're stupid enough to stay still, then they deserve to die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Has anyone had a conflict zone where they're playing against primarily other players? No, uh, no I have. Had, I've had one where I found out I was up against another player, and it ended up with just me and him doing hide and seek. Uh, over, over the entire thing, with me finally getting the one, the one lucky headshot to to mean that I won. It was pretty much down to the wire, and, and I thought it was brilliant. But I, I, obviously, if you lose, I don't think you feel the same way. Mm. But yeah, uh, I'd love I mean, to see in CQC. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to have like a PvP conflict zone like this, but just CQC kind of stuff. In fact, would require them expanding development effort in CQC. Yeah, I mean, they I... could, they could literally just do this. Yeah, take this and put it into CQC with PvP people. Although, isn't this almost like CQC though? This is like catch the flag. CQC yeah, but you make it for you make it for human versus for human or something. Yeah, you can only do basically basically deathmatch CQC, isn't it? But um, yeah. Anyway, right. I I think we shall move on to the community corner. Uh, now, the community corner this week, well, we've, we've got a couple of things. Um, the first one is uh, someone has put on Reddit and the forums uh, with the Good old clickbaity title of "You won't believe how much FPS is gained with this one trick." <laughs> uh, yes, and I must admit, fair play for the clickbait title because I think everybody looked at it, and it turned out to be that um, they found that there seems to be an issue with the smoke. Um, was it shader? Best thing to say. Whatever generates the smoke from a fire does seem to cause an awful lot of um, issues with some graphics cards. And, uh, yeah, we've got um, we've got to give the, the right credit here to the person who, uh, who found this because uh, they're saying that they found that they could go from 19... Yeah, this is Dark, Dark Star Sod. Um, he said that he was going from low graphics qualities... Um, at 15 to 20 frames per second on a GTX 980, making it unplayable. Uh, I removed this shader, and he got 56 frames a second, which um, is obviously a massive jump in performance, but obviously only when there's fire about. Um, 
And the way that you do this, apparently, is um, there is a nice little trick which involves you having to download um, uh, this this app that he's written called 3D Magoto. Is that how you pronounce it? From GitHub? And you you basically... Magoto works uh, for me, yeah. Yeah. And you basically disable this particular shader using this app. Um, now, I do know that Crash has tried this, but he didn't get the massive boost in performance that um, has been claimed. But we're, we're interested to know if anybody else has um, uh, this kind of performance improvement when... Uh, when we're, um, I'm sorry, but the Dower Scotsman just took me for a ride there because he's, he's decided he decided to use Billy Joel, Joel's We Will Not Start the Fire. It just confused the life out of me when you got this massive, yeah, list of people's names suddenly appear. <laughs> I know I'm easily confused, it's my age, but geez, uh, yeah, so. I know that, like I said, I know that Crash has tried this, uh, but we're interested to know if anybody else has tried it and had um, any luck. Has he released a source code to the app? It's on GitHub. So the app has been signed off as being safe and it went to steal your bank details and sell it to China. It's on GitHub. Look at it. You look at it, you sign it off. If you happen to use it, do it. Or don't. Look at my nails, Psychic. What blew up just then? An eagle. An eagle that had its drives taken out. Wow. That looked cool. It looked cool. beautiful, didn't it? I had to stop for a moment. <laughs> How did it get taken out? Was just everybody shooting it well, down? There's, someone there's, someone there's, shot there's it with a pistol. Conflict. Um, there's a ship conflict above. Sometimes, occasionally, I was in one the other day and there was a cobra that got taken out and it was just sort of like floundering on the edge. It was amazing. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, I, I love it when that happens. It's just sort of, wow. Uh, anyway, next we have um, The High Wake, um, Elite Dangerous Animations Compilation Catch-Up 2. Over the past few months, new animations about Odyssey and Horizons have appeared on the channel, and some of them, in my opinion, deserve to be included in the compilation. For those who have already seen everything, here's a small sketch about our beloved Imperial rank grind in Nagellin. And for those who are there at the first time, welcome. Um, ben, do you know about this High Wake? Well, I should bloody well hope you know about the High Wake. You might, please tell me you've watched the High Wakes stuff before, Colin. He does all these elite dangerous animation, like parody animations. That's they're right. Absolutely yes. brilliant. Yes, they're so brilliant. Alan yeah. Tur Alec Turner, though, to his shame, has not seen a High Wake until recently. Uh, and I did call him out on that on the on the guy's channel. Um, I, I was quite, quite disgusted in Alec when I found out he hadn't seen that. I think his penance for that for not knowing about High Wake, he should fly to her orbital and <laughs> land on Eden and drive on my, on my behalf. Yeah, he should fly to her orbital in my stead. 
Mac Winston is admitting he didn't know about he doesn't know about the high week either. Oh, Mac can fly the Hurton Orbital in my stead as well. And watch the high week. <laughs> um, Shan, was that about the high week? You, it, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was just going to say it's it's absolutely brilliant. I, I really enjoy them. Um, he nails, he nails the, the spirit of Elite, doesn't he? It's just the right level of humour. So it's, it's not cynical. It's not bitter. It's just fun. And it's, yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. I, lo- I love the way, you know, I love the way that he's got going into ships now for Odyssey. You know, yeah. instead of the whole, you know, you know how we, you know, it, we go in and we've got a blue triangle and we wake up in a, in our ships. He's got this thing that basically comes out of the ship, gloms onto the commander's helmet and then pulls them in. And it just looks, it just cracks me up every time. And he's made it into a, a recurring thing. You know, he just did it one time as a, as part of his animation for how you get into into the into the ship, and that was that was the gag. But now this thing glomming onto your helmet has just become part of his internal consistency and his brilliance. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to have to ca- uh, catch up with that. Um, oh, we don't have a mostly clueless. Um, Sai, do you have any? Smutty bits that you wish to bring up. We haven't done smutty bits for ages. Why you're still including it is beyond me. I think someone's just cut and pasting the notes. <laughs> Shan yeah. has a mostly clueless. Yeah, it was just some, some feedback on our Discord, really. Um, just the, the originator of last week's mostly clueless about the fuel scoop size did some quite detailed analysis of why. They thought having a same size fuel scoop as your jump drive was a good idea. And it's very rare to see people put the time and effort into doing some science around what they said. So I just want to say that's really appreciated about it. Um, can, can you share this? Because I've not seen this on our Discord. You know, what, um, what was yeah, it, uh, it was by uh, Commander Tarakov um, did the analysis. Um, uh, Basically, well, it's you'll have to look on, on the Discord, but basically it's saying, like, uh, he's gone into working out the, like, a precise 5 FSD. The maximum fuel size it can pull in is 5 tonnes. A 2A scoop takes 8.6 seconds to scoop it in, um, whereas if you do an equidistance one, it takes... Fewer seconds. So yeah, read it through on the, on our Discord. I'm, we can probably put it in the show notes. But I, I just want to say it's really appreciated seeing people go into a level of detail to explain what it was they were getting at. Yeah, yeah, it's always appreciated when we get a wall of text to explain for why we've got it wrong. Um, oh, I'll, we'll also give a, a little shout out to um, Philippi. Licada, who actually said that um, we're we, we're his soundtrack at the moment, which is a bit. Well, thanks, thanks for listening, but I, I didn't think we were that musical. <laughs> um, yeah, so he left a, a kind comment on uh, on uh, YouTube. If we're, if we're doing if we're doing that, should we also mention that? Um, oh, I've lost his name now. I've got to dig it up. Um, there's a commander who reached out to us saying, "You basically he's just started playing Elite and it's become his 
most recent thing. Dan Barrow, that's it. Yeah. Um, got an email from Dan Barrow, and I, you know, he he emailed it to us, and I swear, Dan, I did not ignore you. I replied, but that, we're having email problems at the moment. And then um, some. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then some. So yeah, anyone who's sending an email to info at laveradio.com, it may go into the void, it may not. Well, we can read them. It's just we, we have trouble sending replies at the moment. Yeah, but you know, Twitter or Discord is probably the safest idea to get in touch with us. Um, <laughs> but I just thought, yeah, I just want to. I'll give. Him, I want to give him a shout out because he was, you know, he was very patient and very polite and very nice. Yeah. Um, right. Well, I guess on to any other business now, Ben. You have something that you want to talk about. So, yeah, one of our commanders on Discord was asking, have I tried out this game called um, Space Dockers VR? And I was like, nope, never even heard of it. What is Space Docker VR? And essentially, it is exactly what you think. Well, maybe not exactly what you think it is. Um, depends what you think it is. It is, you are a space docker. You know, it's a, you're, you're a blue-collar worker flying a space forklift truck. You pick up cargo and you deliver cargo. So, um, right, Space Docker VR is, you play the part of a blue docker, a, a blue co- docker? A blue, blue collar. Yeah. Is that because he's been spaced? <laughs> Quite possibly. You play the part of a blue collar. red docker. <laughs> oh, God. Well, are we going Squid Games now, are we? A squid docker. <laughs> okay, let's let's right. just let Ben let, off you go. Well, on, no, ben. actually, no. He gives us enough grief. Yeah. Oh, no, fully, fully worth, fully worth it. Yeah, fully deserving. Um, you basically you fly around a space forklift truck, pick it up, deliver it, uh, and don't ask too many questions. I guess. Apparently, there is or is going to be a bit of a storyline. It's a VR game. Uh, it's only a VR game. It does. You can use your your VR grippy things with two uh, virtual sticks to control things, and then move your hands and interact with the cockpit and things like that. But they've also just added uh, hot ass support as well, and that also includes hot hands on stick and stick approach as well. Um, some of you guys might remember uh, Commander Sandling, uh, who does you know lots and lots of the early traces and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out he's in there and played. He he showed off a very nice video of him doing one of the first time trials in a about fifteen minutes faster than I was able to do. Um, <laughs> Well, this is Commander Sandling, and he is ridiculously good at all these kind of things. I've only played it for about an hour or so. I'm still going through the tutorials, but it's a lot of fun. It's 12 quid on Steam. It's going to be coming to the Quest as well. Oh, excuse me. It's going to be coming to the Quest as well. Um, And it's got a sense of humour that I can appreciate. And in the video that... We can play Norman. You'll, it shows off a bit of what that is, and it shows off a wee bit of the of the the humour too. So, take it away, Norman, please. Welcome to Fork Up Cargo Logistics, 
the leading handler of space cargo. As a part of our family of workers, you'll be handling precious cargo across the entire solar system, and when it comes time for docking, we know you'll fit right in. Before we begin, please ensure that all safety equipment, including gloves and hard hats, are worn at all times. On an unrelated note, we like to test all our new hires with a fun starting assignment. You should see a number of rings outside your cockpit. We want you to pilot the ship through each of them. But any hole is not a goal. You need to fly through them in order. The radar will show you which one is next. Once you've worked the ship into position, you'll really need to tug hard on the lever in the top right of the cockpit. Really yank it to eject the payload quickly and launch our crate home. However, you want to avoid any premature ejections. For instance, moving too fast or aimed off to one side. Don't worry if this happens. We all have messy incidents from time to time. Just make sure to clean up after yourself and try again. In future, we hope for multiple workers to be able to fork together. Unfortunately, at this current time, docking between fellow workers is against corporate guidelines. The board is currently reviewing this matter. As such, workers will be informed of any updates. This concludes orientation. Please direct any questions or feedback to the suggestion box. And welcome back. That that does the, the, the dockers and space dockers VR could easily be kissing cousin, couldn't they? They could. Um, I, I'd pass them. I'd pass them this uh, dockers over to them and say. Actually, I've I've, I've done this. I've spoken. I was speaking to them 
uh, speaking to some of the devs, getting permission for all this kind of stuff earlier today. Mm-hmm. I was like, by the way, I'm assuming you guys are aware of Elite Dangerous, looking at some of the people in here. Have you ever listened to Barnard Star Dockers? And the guy was like, no, what is it? <laughs> and so I, I went off and like, yeah, here's the link. I am sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. It is the the humor is very similar. The gameplay obviously is is not, but and, you know, it, and yeah, and they say there's no gameplay in doing EVAs and ship interiors. I mean, oh yeah, oh, we're not opening that yeah, can of worms tonight. Yeah. not at this yeah. time of night. Um, Sidekit, you have uh, a clarification you'd like to bring up about the uh, buckyball. Yeah, so you know how we got really confused last week? Yes. I know, someone like us. confused everywhere. <laughs> but how we got really confused about the specificity of the, the Buckyball races and what was going on, and I was talking about the April Challenge, and you were talking about the new pilots. Yes. Uh, thingy, yeah. whatever it's called. Well, it turns out both things exist. Yes, they were both right. We were both right. <laughs> but yeah, there's a... Um, the eight ball stuff is still happening, but there is a buckyball race that um, I believe is currently on, is still on. That's the new pilot um, one. Yeah, in conjunction with the new pilots of an initiative, there is a post in the forums about it, and it looks very fun. Yes. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to him over the forum saying, yeah, I, I kind of screwed up and put last year's date, last year's year. So, anyway, yes. Um, well, I've got a grumpy bit. You don't mind if I have a grumpy bit? Get off me lawn! Yeah, um, and I, I know you probably won't like this, Ben, but they, they kind of announced that Star Citizen, and specifically Squadron 42, is, is still years away, apparently, from being properly released. Yeah, You are aware of the source that you're citing from versus the OG source, aren't you, Colin? Well, um, it's coming from Massively OP. Exactly. And you look at the bias in Massively OP towards Star Citizen. And then you read the actual document and what basically uh, the devs are saying in the in the original article is Chris Roberts is coming over to the UK with a bunch of their key people to try and get Star Citizen out within the next year, maybe two. Not five years, not by 2027. They are hoping by 2027 that Star Citizen have about a thousand extra developers or something crazy like that in the UK because by 2027 they're wanting it to be a full service game where they've got GMs, they, they'll need a shitload more community managers and you know, people managing, you know, basically people to look after the community. But they'll also be working on, by 2027, Episode 2 or whatever you want to call it for Squadron 42 and Episode 3 as well. Oh, hang on. When are they working on... You see, I I don't give a damn about Star Citizen. I do give a damn about Squadron 42 because that's what I really wanted. I'm the same. So Squadron 42, Chris Chris and a bunch of the other higher-ups are coming over to work at the Granada, where the Granada Studios were. So you mm-hmm. should know this area fairly well, Colin. Oh, like the back of my hand. Yep. Um, so they're, they're, they're moving all the development over there, 
and oh, the, the development is is there actually and Chris and a lot of other people are coming there to get it out the door basically within the within the next year maybe 18 months to two years mm-hmm. but you know they're they're coming over basically to get it the fuck out the door and Chris is hoping to be back in LA within a couple of years now obviously this is star citizen Squadron 42 is always two years away. Yeah, I know. Um, it's just I had, it's I, almost I had can, can, can I be a bit anti-grumpy as well, really? It's, mm-hmm. To be fair, I'm not expecting Star Citizen to be released ever. So the fact they've extended it's going to be released is kind of a meh. Uh, you just if you play it and enjoy, if you play it and enjoy it, play it and yeah. enjoy it. And don't worry when it's going to come out. Just play it and enjoy it. Is kind of how I play it. I, I can't enjoy it. Yeah, whereas I can, I, yeah, I can play it, and like I've yeah, I've gotten more more hours of enjoyment out of Elite Dangerous, but I've got several hundred hours at least of enjoyment of out of Star Citizen too. Yeah, but like I said, um, I don't want Star Citizen. I want Squadron Forty Two. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. That's we can't my, play that yet. Um, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I hope we'll get that within you know within the next eighteen to twenty-four months. Yeah, well, I've, I think I've been saying that for the last yeah. five, six years, and I think exactly, I've just run out. exactly. I've just, I've just run out. Exactly. I mean, I've I just run out of it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Just we we we'll get it, we'll get it when we get it. It's my kind of thing, and if it's shit, it's shit. Well, I, I don't know whether I'll be around that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's um, psychic. I downloaded Star Citizen yesterday. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> she's going through every single space in there. Is I mean, I mean, I need to have a non-biased opinion on all of the other space games. Apparently. But no, I just I, I want to give it a go. I want to see what it's like. Um, there's plenty of space games out there. I appreciate that it's not fully been released yet, etc., etc., etc. But why would they? They're making a fuck ton of money without having to need to. That is very true, especially when you see what the results were. <laughs> it's just uh, of what they've claimed the results were. This this. No, I, I wouldn't say cl- you know you claim implies that you don't believe them. Well, this is the thing. Um, I'm having, I'm having trouble to be honest. I, I, I know. I believe their numbers. I mean, yeah, I may not believe them saying what we'll do. Mm-hmm. Although, to be honest, I think I'm not wanting to get into this at this time of night and think. No, but, no, no. We will say this. I do for think night. that. Yeah, I do feel honestly, though, that Star Citizen's communication. For as long as I've been following it actively, which has maybe been about a year now, has been pretty darn clear. And that's included places where they're like, yeah, guys, you know, we said we we're going to do that feature. Well, we're going to hold off on that feature and we're not going to release this ship, for example, until we've got gameplay to go with it, for example. Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm going to do is, is, yeah, we'll we'll cut off the, the any... SC talk now because uh, we've just seen the time. Um, has anybody got any other business they just want to quickly catch up with before uh, I give yeah, the shout-outs? I, I want Psychic's catnip tea recipe. <laughs> I mean, stew, catnip, 
drain. <laughs> For how long? Until the what, water turns a bit green. It's like a cup of tea, Shan. <laughs> I can't believe we're having to give Shan. I mean, what are you, American or something? Yeah, you do not boil your water in the When you say a bit green, how green is a bit green? I mean, come on, give me proper instructions. Come on, do you not gel a bit, uh, Psychic? Fucking Google it, Shan. <laughs> if, only there were, if only there was a source that we could go to where we could type a question or yeah, some random phrase. Know. I don't and it would know whether you're, yeah, but your, your, your psychic catnip tea recipe might be like a family recipe that's been handed down years for all we know. Okay, I think I think we'll just call it there. I, th I, I didn't expect to have a tea argument just at this last moment in time. So, <laughs> although I must admit, if if Psychic does do a Nigella like, and this is how you do tea, <laughs> but don't put it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all pay to see that one. Anyway, um, let's give the shout-outs for this week. Um, of course, uh, the aforementioned <laughs> Dockers, um, they had their charity Christmas special, which is still available, uh, and you can... Uh, uh, you can donate to their uh, Just Giving page by going to um, justgiving.com slash team slash beyond Dockers. <laughs> Um, our sister station, uh, the fantastic Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or just go for the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC, all one word. Uh, we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts which have appeared over the last year. Uh, it's Allagrab AM, uh, Black Sky Legion, which do uh, other space sims, Canon Podcasts, Spanish Speakers as the Elite Cast, Fatherhood Podcast, Flight Assist. Coming there back on February the 14th. Yep. <laughs> it's coming back on February the 14th. I really need to book people for that. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, we have the guard frequency, loose screws, squeaking fuel, and system chat. Uh, for those that want a literary discussion with sci-fi and fantasy books, then you can subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as created by Alan Stroud, our station commander. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And uh, we're suddenly seeing a whole load of links in here on how to do catnip tea, and I'm trying to ignore them. Um, thanks to everybody who has chipped in at the Twitch chat or the Google, or the uh, uh, or on YouTube uh, or on Facebook because we had a couple of people from Facebook chatting this time. Uh, always always nice to hear from you. And special thanks goes to Commander Tokoso, uh, JN Tracks, and of course Alan Stroud who have created music that we use in this show. So that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. We will hopefully be able to reply to you soon. Uh, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a team speak server, which... 
you can contact. It works. <laughs> what? What did you do? Oh, it didn't work. We just you just got distracted anyway. <laughs> no, we were just putting him off. It was fine. It was working as intended. Fully working. You absolute sods. <laughs> we also have a TeamSpeak server. Right. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat. And you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you've got any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. This will be edited. I will make sure this is edited. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Thanks. Actually, no thanks to Ben, no thanks to Psykit, and no thanks to Shan. Well, actually, no, Shan was all right. What what, what did uh, I do? What did you do? I did did nothing. You little liar. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dear. This this is what I've got to put up with. This is what I've got to put up with. Ah. And this is only week two of 2022. My New Year's resolution is intact, remember? So far, so good, actually. So far, so good. Anyway, um, well, thanks to Psykit, thanks to Ben, and thanks to Shan. Um, and special thanks to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Um, so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, make tea. Scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. 
The Empire has been filling a sizable chunk of the galaxy for more than a thousand years. After a brief four years as a republic, the Empire of Achenar, under its 16 emperors, has spread out to encompass several thousand star systems. Far larger than the Alliance of Independent Systems, its only real rival is the Federation. Yet, it is currently ruled by an emperor who's been missing for more than a year. continuing invisibility of Emperor Arisa Livini Duval cannot help but make us wonder what might happen in the unthinkable eventuality that the Emperor's body has been in cold storage for more than a year and that Chancellor Blaine has been making up those statements about what Her Majesty thinks and wants. Perhaps she's not quite in the freezer yet, but failing to show your face for such a long time is a sign of weakness and the Empire doesn't really like weak leaders. So, in the event that Arissa is discovered to be politically or biologically deceased, what will happen to the Empire? Who will be Emperor number 17? Or will those pesky pro-democracy campaigners, the Marlinists, get their way and install a system of government by the people for the people? Arissa Lavigny was proclaimed emperor six years ago in October 3301, less than a year after she discovered that she was not, after all, the daughter of the late socialite Prince Aristide Lavigny, but was in fact the illegitimate daughter of Emperor Hengist, who was at the time clinging on to life as the 15th emperor, and Florence Lavigny. Back then, there was no waiting for the old emperor to die before putting the gloves on and competing for the succession. The rumour mill is clear on the point that it was only after Rissa had nobbled Hengist that the emperor pronounced his son Harold to be not of sound mind and disowned him as potential emperor material. It is true that Mad Prince Harold led a somewhat dissolute lifestyle, but a love of Chateau d'Agion Camitra cigars and loose women is hardly a bar to becoming emperor, as can be seen by Hengist's own record of having children by a variety of partners. Crossing Harold off the list meant that his daughter, Princess Ashling, became a contender for the top role. But the young princess had and continues to have challenging views on the matter of slavery believing the subjugation of one person's liberty to the service of another to be fundamentally wrong. In an empire entirely built on the foundations of indentured labour, this seemed dangerously close to sedition. Chancellor Blaine, who served the same role as advisor to and mouthpiece of the 15th emperor as he does to the incumbent Erissa, made it very clear that Emperor Hengist favoured Erissa as his successor, as did, entirely coincidentally, Blaine himself. And in April 3301, at around the time when an attempt was made to tamper with the Emperor's medication, and well before Hengist was murdered in an unfortunate incident involving one of Senator Denton Petraeus's entourage and a knife, Arissa was rallying the people of the Empire and filling the void left by an entirely absent Emperor. 
Both senators Petraeus and Torval were considered possible would-be assassins of Emperor Hengist, possibly prompted by plans to get Arissa's mother Florence married to the dying emperor to seal Arissa's place as Hengist's legitimate successor. Paul Darius's stabbing of the emperor brought the marriage plans to an abrupt and unsuccessful conclusion in early August 3301, but Chancellor Blaine nonetheless made it very clear that the Senate should take Hengist's wish that Arissa should succeed him as emperor very seriously indeed. And when Senator Petraeus, who had indirectly been responsible for Hengist's death, and who may have entered into a deal for clemency, threw his support behind Princess Arissa, and when Princess Ashling and Chancellor Blaine were both wrongly implicated in the Emperor's Dawn movement, a movement that sought to destabilise the Empire and that wanted a return to more traditional values, Arissa's coronation became almost a formality. She was announced 16th Emperor on the 6th of October 3301. Jumping forward six years, we find ourselves once again with an Emperor who is absent and who speaks through the mouthpiece of Chancellor Blaine. The modern equivalent of Emperor's Dawn, Nova Imperium, appears to have faded into insignificance, but there is a new, illegitimate child of the apparently prolific Emperor Hengist to stir things up. Prince Hadrian Duval, the illegitimate grandson of Hengist, and his son Hector have an arguably stronger right to the throne than Orissa, and the very fact that there is a child, and a male child at that, works strongly in Hadrian's favour. At least among the more traditional members of imperial society. Both Arissa and Ashling are notably lacking in the child department, so there's unlikely to be a direct succession. From the limited choice of Hadrian, Ashling, Torvald, Blaine and Petraeus, Hadrian seems a pretty good certainty to become the 17th Emperor, should, of course, the present incumbent vacate the throne, willingly or otherwise. But what if there should be another scandal? What if someone in high places should be found to have been consorting with the enemy? Just as the entirely baseless association of Ashling and Blaine with Emperor's Dawn wrecked their shot at becoming the 16th Emperor, anyone found to have been involved with the neo-Marlinist Liberation Army is unlikely to find their coronation blessed by the Senate. Ashling blotted her copybook through association with Stop Slavery Stupid and Unchained, and Hadrian was for a time the puppet of Imperator Mordanticus at the head of the ultra-isolationist Nova Imperium. But the NMLA is a far, far more devastating stumbling block for a would-be emperor. Someone high up in the Empire, and particularly someone with intelligence connections, is believed to have been involved in the escape of Theta-7 from the Serene Harbour Interrogation Centre, and there have been recent claims that the dark comms network used by the NMLA was copied with insider knowledge from the Empire's own secure network. While the NMLA have some known sympathisers, neither the Landgrave of Madrid, who is in a Marlinist detention facility, nor Senator Lorcan Scordato, who attempted to provide representation for the Marlinists within the Imperial Senate, seem to have the high-level political clout to provide the NMLA with those lucky breaks. Hadrian has previously been accused of assisting the NMLA, although the attempt on his life and the bombing of his home starport in Pereza seemed to have subsequently absolved him of suspicion. 
But what if it's a false flag operation? What if Denton Petraeus has been secretly funding the NMLA to give him something to shoot at and to justify greater defence spending? What if Senator Torval is attempting to shake up the empire to allow a clampdown on liberal do-gooders? What if the Emperor herself, or more likely Chancellor Blaine, have some ulterior motive for stirring things up in the Empire? If any of these possibilities could be proved true, and one of them probably is true, then it'll likely shake up the future of the Empire and the succession. The Marlinists, the peaceful Republicans who long for the return of the egalitarian principles of Marlin Duval's Republic of Achenar, are unlikely to trouble the Empire ever again. But the NMLA, even if they really have been routed, defeated and eliminated, as so many believe, may still, through their as yet unrevealed associations with senior Imperials, have a lasting impact. It seems likely that we'll find out more in the coming months. Possibly before we find out if Emperor Arissa really has spent the time since Mad Prince Harold's funeral in cold storage. Slave Radio, Muppet of the Week. Hello. I need a new computer. Your family's Egyptian now?